Bro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... And welcome to the show, everybody. It is noon on a Friday. It's noon on a Friday, and I'm glad to be here. And I hope everybody is having a great day. And you're out getting lunch and doing all that you need to do at this time of day. And we got a great guest for you today. And uh, um, and it's actually a big day for me in in uh, in Radio Land and KKNW Land. So. Let me talk to Nathan real quick. How are you, Nathan? Hey there, Kevin. I'm doing well. Happy noon on a Friday to you as well. Yes, I know. Have you, you know, there are there certain days in your life that mean a lot to you? That, oh my that gosh. Might not mean anything. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. And uh, um, this today is a very special day. You know why? Happy birthday, Kevin. No, sorry. Right? Oh. That, that ain't that ain't it. Today in 2003 was my final episode that I got to do on KKNW. Oh, and, yes. And then tomorrow is the 43rd birthday or, or excuse me, death day of John Lennon. And the first day that I uh, had the first date I had with my former wife. So the eighth and ninth have been really big days for me, if you know what I mean. There you go. Well, happy. Uh, almost like uh Whose line is it anyway? You know where they say where everything's made up and the points don't matter. It's like where there's all these holidays to Kevin and they don't matter to anyone else. Not a, not a bit. And then the problem is, is that none of those things on his face, you'd go, oh, John Lennon passed away and you, you first date with your former wife. Oh, that means you got a divorce. And then, and then the last day with KKNW. And I wanted to take a moment. We have got a great guest, by the way. Her name is uh, Allison, and she's going to be with us in just a moment. She is a uh, master at meditation and can help you uh, relieve stress and that sort of thing. As a matter of fact, you might want to go ahead and bring her on now. And uh, Allison, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing awesome. I have to tell the story real quick, but I wanted to bring you on so that people could can see you and and stuff like that. So, uh, but but first, so Nathan, in 2003, first of all, I want everybody to know that KKNW is a very unique station in the industry because it's one of the only stations where all the shows are self funded. Um, what that means is is that you have the opportunity to uh, work with the station, buy the time, and put on your own show. And there aren't very many that do that, r rather than being corporately driven, which most of them are these days. And so it was really fun for me to be able to do Positive Talk in 2003. And, you know, um, and Nathan will attest to this because we're in the studio a lot, and we're, he spends a lot of time alone in the studio. And you don't really know who's listening or how many people are listening or 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 if if what you're doing or what you're saying has an impact. And you, you, you bet, I want to take you back in the midst of time, back to 2003, to December 8th. And I was told that I was going to have to go off the air because for financial reasons. And and uh, so it was the last day of the show, Nathan. It was a two hour show and about half a half hour into the show. I announced that the show was going to go off the air and the phone lines filled up and P 
people started calling in and there was a waiting line to talk. And it was people that were saying, oh, I can't believe you're going off the air. I missed, I'm going to miss this show. One lady said, I'm looking at a pile of books that I bought because of your show. And another one said, because of Dr. Nita and, and Jerry Armour and the folks that you have had on, my health is so much better. And, um, and I hope Carol from Bainbridge Island is listening because she is the one who got me to do, to want to go come back and do radio again in Seattle in 2020 and 21 is um, that she, she called up and she said, my name is Carol. I'm from Bainbridge Island, and we're devastated that you're going off the air. And I explained why, and she, she understood. And, and, um, and I said, but thank you. And she said, no, you don't understand. I'm an Alzheimer's caregiver. And she's, she and I sit here and listen to your show every day because you can still reach her. And I was so struck. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. Everybody was so sad that the show was going off the air and stuff. But fast forward 20 years, because of her, I always had the 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 deep desire to get back and to do this show, um, especially on KKNW. So I just wanted to say thank you to KKNW for all that you've done for all this time. And if you're a listener of KKNW, please listen and support all the shows because like what happened to me in 2003, they can suddenly disappear if they can't make the numbers work. So um, I thank KKNW and I thank you. You I, you and I have been together for what, four years now? Four and a half years doing stuff? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you count the times that you would know you were filling in for uh, the Sunday show Animal World, uh, yes. that's right about that. Exactly. So uh, it, it's, it's great fun. I've had a great time being here and I look forward to spending a long time because I get to talk to some of the most incredible people on the planet. And one of them is with us today. Her name is Allison Liss and she is a meditation expert and she's a coach. Allison, how are you today? I'm doing well, Kevin. Congratulations on your anniversary. <laughs> such as it is but it's <laughs> it, it. you know it, there are important moments in your life and they might not mean dates may not mean anything to anybody else but there's a date that will come up and it'll be like oh this is that date i remember you know and it's important it really is important so but also during the course of that show i had a lot of I had some people come on and we talked about meditation and we and because way back in 2003 I don't know if you remember this but meditation was a newer thing that was out there it wasn't it a lot of people didn't understand it they didn't know what it was they didn't appreciate it and fast forward 20 years later you Hamilton uh, meditation group um, which by the way you can go to Hamilton meditation group ca and you can uh, find out all about her and you can work with her and uh, working with you would be great fun because you are a, a, what i would call a master meditator does that make sense uh yeah yes i would say i would call myself that yeah yeah um, so uh, it's yeah what part of canada are you from by the way um i'm here in hamilton ontario we are about an hour outside of toronto Oh, very nice. Very nice. And welcome. I, I really have been looking forward to this episode. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Kevin. 
And when we talk about what you do, um, what is it that you actually do do? Well, I basically teach people how to meditate. And um, I have developed a sequence, I guess I would call it, um, um, a technique of meditation that has proved over the last 15 years to be um, quite uh, beneficial and um, effective. And I mean, all meditation is effective. I'll say that any, any, uh, the idea of being mindful, even, um, I should, I should actually point out because some people get a bit of confusion between what's the difference between mindfulness and meditation. Uh, both of those words are thrown about uh, quite a bit and they're both basically the idea of, um, living in the present moment um, the idea of tuning in to the present moment. Uh, but mindfulness is where you're involving the mind. It could be um, a walking meditation, or it could be visualizations and this type of thing. Uh, meditation is actually where you are not involving the mind. And so what I teach is a technique of meditation where you can tune into the other parts of yourself, which do not include the mind. We are, there's a default position. Your attention is always defaulted toward the mind. And so unless you know how and practice how uh, to remove your attention from the mind, it's always there. And gen and basically the mind is the cause of all suffering, you could say. It's the cause of anxiety. It's the cause of depression. Sometimes people mistake and they think that it's their circumstances um, when actually it's attention to the mind that we just simply get addicted to where many people are addicted to their thoughts and, and the mind. And so the meditation course that, um, that I have um, or when I sit with people and I teach them one-on-one, -on -one, it is how to remove attention from your mind. How do you help people? Because, you know, our lives are so ho, ho, ho busy and we're always thinking about what's going to happen next, what we should be doing, what it should be doing something rather than just being here and stuff. How do you get how do you help people quiet their minds so that they can really clear out some of the stuff that that they need to to get rid of? Well, basically, it's the idea, you have to understand the basic principle, which is that your mind is never quiet, okay? Thoughts are always coming and going, as long as you're alive. If your heart is beating, your thoughts are coming and going. And um, so it's not, a, it's a misconception that when you're meditating, you quiet the mind. What happens when you meditate is that you remove the attention to the thoughts, and so it's about controlling your attention and uh, the technique. It has to do with using breath, using the sensations that are naturally in our body um, to train ourselves, train our attention to not go to the mind and to find places where the attention can stay uh, so that it's not on thought. And you and when you're in that state, it seems as though. You have quieted your mind. It seems as though your thoughts have so-called stopped, but that, but really that's not the case. You've just put your attention somewhere else. And um, it's a very, very beautiful experience. 
a very peaceful experience. Uh, you're tapping into your natural peace that exists, but that somehow eludes us. And the reason the natural peace that we are eludes us is because we are basically addicted to thought. And so that's, that's the idea. So I teach people how to use their breath um, and we, you don't need any apparatuses or any equipment. Um, I, I talk about it in a way like it's, it's very similar to working out at the gym. Like how do you build a muscle? Uh, the first day that you go to the gym, let's say, and you start lifting a weight, you have affected your muscle. Something's happened, but you don't notice the results as much as you would, let's say, if you did it every day for three months. Then all of a sudden you'll notice, whoa, look at that muscle. It's larger, it's bigger, but it's the same exact thing with meditation. It's one of those things that even when you do it, the very first day you do it, you have done something, you have affected um, you've built up your resistance to thought, let's say, and, um, but you don't notice it as much until you practice it for a while. And then all of a sudden you notice at one point is, wow, I am no longer addicted to my thoughts and I can access this very peaceful state, uh, much like quite easily. That's really cool. By the way, I got to tell you, I have a good friend of mine that is is going to join us right now. Her name is Dana Parker, and she is, uh, and and I, I brought her on for a specific reason, other than the fact that I just love her to death. But she also is very gifted at meditation and uh, how to do it, it, just like just like you. So she is very involved in this in this arena as well as you are, I wanted to ask you because there are people out there. I know it may be hard to believe, but there are people out there who have never even contemplated meditation because for whatever reason, for religious reasons or for a different, different aspects of, of their life, it never has crossed their mind or they grew up in a household where that wasn't the thing and it never became. So can you give us some of the, the of the helpful uh, health benefits that come along with meditation, which is why people should practice it on a uh, much more regular basis, or if they haven't done it at all, they should start. Uh, if you, could you give us a, a few of the health benefits that, that uh, happen with that, with meditation? Oh, if you're asking myself, yes, it's yes. actually, it's yes, actually um, quite uh, like it will literally um, slow down and regulate your heart, I would say. Like th there has been many scientific studies on this, on the fact that meditation is not only helpful for uh, living a, a peaceful life, but it is, uh, it helps you physically. I have sat with people actually that have measured their blood pressure before and after meditating with me for 30 minutes. And there's a noticeable difference. Um, so it helps, it helps with that. Anything that is stress related. So if you can reduce the stress on the body, um, and all of the health benefits that come with reducing stress are affected when you, when you do meditation. Now, now Dana, by the way, welcome Dana. How are you? I am so sorry. Somehow I, I didn't send you the link and I apologize. You're, you're forgiven. Totally fine. Uh, thank you. But uh, from your perspective, uh, how long have you been? You, I imagine you've been meditation, meditating for a long time. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just been part of my journey, a really big part of my healing and what I've done to uh, implement. And it's, it is a big reason why I got certified as a hypnotist is to help people really get into that state to know the right kind of language to use to help people. And when they get in those relaxed states to rewire. And uh, just like Allison said, I, I've seen huge benefits for myself personally, but also for so many clients. And I mean, even my most close relationships, you know, as I got into a relationship with my boyfriend uh, over the last two years and I invited him to start doing practicing, he actually had a hard time going to sleep and his brain just wouldn't shut off because his brain was just going, 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 going. And I think there's probably lots of people listening that can relate to that. And that practice of meditation. And, and just like Allison said, it's just, just so wise. You're not always going to be good at it at first. It's, it will be hard. It will be hard at first if your brain and your body is not used to relaxing like that, to focusing and letting just those thoughts pass by, to practice these different things. It takes time to build that. But he's been practicing for two years and now he just has one meditation that he listens to and he's he's asleep every time before that that meditation is over and it's really good for him. It's really, really good. So there, the benefits, I'm sure Allison could talk all day and Allison and I could talk all day about it, but um, well, you please try do. it out. You got to yeah. try it out yourself to, to find. You did remind me when you said that you're a hypnotist, it reminded me of something else that um, meditation has helped a lot of people with is getting over addictions. Yes. Um, it's, it's actually huge in that um, because what you begin to understand with addiction is it's got a massive mental component Mm -hmm. And um, so it's some, you know, some aspects, of course, are physical addiction, but there is a huge mental component. So um, there's been many, many people I've there are people that have gone to the 10 day silent retreats and they come back and whatever their addiction to smoking, for example, mm -hmm. or drinking, it's done like it's over yeah. Yeah. Uh, like within 10 days. Right. And, um, so, yeah. So I, I would say that's another another really strong um I agree. Um, thing that meditation helps with physical benefit. Yeah. Uh, so Allison, have you gone on that 10 day silent retreat? I believe you have, haven't you? Yes. Yes, I have. That's how the whole journey started for me. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say is a lot of times um, it's been my observation in uh, meeting lots of people that meditate or even, you know, um, is that it sometimes happens that you're, you're, you're in your life, things happen, you can't take it anymore. And you need, you need help. And that's how meditation often presents itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, many of the people that I know, that's how it happened. It's not like when you were saying, oh, a lot of people may, you know, are never going to meditate for one reason or another. I, I always say until they have to, uh, right. <laughs> until every other thing hasn't worked or until you hit a point where you just can't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and then sometimes you're graced with uh, meeting a person or a situation that helps you to meditate. That's what happened to me. I ended up at a silent retreat, a 10 day silent retreat. And um, I had exp an experience there mm -hmm. that was shocking. I'll say like, I just, I, I had a great experience in meditation where all of a sudden um I was tuned into my own true nature and mm -hmm. 
nothing for me has been the same since. And when I came back from that retreat, that's part of the reason that I teach meditation and I developed my course is because I thought, is there a way that I could help people have the same experience without having to go away for 10 days of silence? <laughs> yeah, because um, although I enjoyed the 10 day silence, it's, um, it's not hard being silent. What the hard part is that you are removed from all distraction. You can't bring a book. You can't bring music. You can't bring a piece of paper or a pencil. And so what we begin to learn about ourselves is that we are so addicted to distracting ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, like even if you say, well, I'm going to sit on the porch and watch, you know, things go, you know, watch just, you know, the day go by. That's, that's really not meditating. So when you're learning to meditate like this, you remove all distraction. And for some people, you actually go kind of crazy at first. Like I was literally, um, I'm trying to think what you call it, like hallucinating, right? Right before my mind shut off, my mind got really active because what's happening is the mind, which is involving your ego and a whole bunch of other things that are necessary for us to survive. Well, the mind does not want to be ignored. And so when you are beginning to ignore it and you're having success, and let's say for me, I'm eight days into it and I'm having some success, um, the mind gets really active. It does everything that it possibly can to stop you from trying to shut it off. And so I literally was having these hallucinate, like I was hallucinating and like it was kind of frightening and then boom, all of a sudden, it stopped and um, I experienced this peace. I would say that, that every person has, it's, it's in us. You don't have to try to be peaceful. What you have to do is remove attention from your thoughts. Mm. And, and then you notice the peace that you already are. It's not, it's not a place to get to. Like I often tell people when I'm teaching them to meditate, it's, we're not trying to get to something. We're not trying to find something. We're not looking for something where it's, it's removing attention from those thoughts. Well, I wanted for, there are people, cause I hadn't heard about this until like uh, another gentleman that I talked to uh, went through the same 10 days of silence. And just so that everybody knows what that is, is that is 10 days where you go to a place and you don't talk at all you, to anyone. For any reason, you're sitting there by yourself and you don't have a book, you don't have an iPad, you don't have a computer, you don't have a TV. And it, I don't know that I, I, I admire Allison. I don't know that I could do that. And Dana knows me. I can't shut up for five minutes sometimes. <laughs> well, as I said, Kevin, the, the funny part about it is the not talking part is not that difficult. It's actually um, kind of wonderful because you're with a bunch of other people um, and we don't even make eye contact. They even teach you that if you're passing somebody or you're sitting beside somebody during the dinner hour or whatever, you just keep your eyes down. So you're trying to emulate as if you are all alone. And what you find is it's quite beautiful to actually be with people and have no pressure to talk. I call it no pressure to perform. Um, it, it uh, kind of, I found it, I found it really wonderful. And I talk, I, I talk a lot. Um, and I've had that my whole life. And so uh, almost everybody that knows me goes, Oh, how is she possibly going to go to this? And, mm -hmm. and 
uh, and I've gone a few times since then, so I enjoy going, but it's actually a relief to not speak. The hard part about it is that because you've removed yourself from all distraction, telephone, TV, radio, everything like that, which most people never do for very long. So here you're on, you know, five, six, seven, eight days of it. Um, what happens is you, um, you, that is the difficult part. The, the soul begins to speak and a lot of stuff comes up, stuff from childhood comes up, uh, memories, people that you haven't thought of for years. Like I realized that there were, I had in, very deep insights about myself, my life, my parents, my, you know, and some of it um, was difficult to face. You're kind of facing what comes up from the inside. So that part is hard, but the not speaking part is actually, I'm just saying for myself, I find it kind of, kind of a relief. And one of my questions for you, Allison, to share. So as you navigate that and you navigate those things, what, you know, I think some people listening are like, well, then if I, if that's, what's going to happen when I meditate, why do I want to meditate? Let's talk about what's on the other side of that. When you start looking at those inside things, when you start looking at those hard things, because a lot of people in this world, a lot of us have done a lot of things to distract ourselves, to not look at those things. Why is that? Why is that an issue? And then what's on the other side? Well, what you find is that when you face something that you have not been facing, it is your, how shall I say, you are, you, you are, there's no more resistance. And so what I have found is the things we, I say it like this, the things you resist persist. Mm -hmm. And so it's quite beautiful. You face it. You may have a moment. It could be an hour. It could be two hours. It might even be a half a day. Um, it, uh, you may have these very small moments of just kind of facing these um, ideas that you had about yourself or others. And then once you have, it's almost like that evaporates them. And, mm -hmm. and the grip that they've had on you for so long, it literally, because you have faced it and because you're no longer resisting it, the grip just kind of can't hold you any longer. And so it lets go. And what you find is that you are now free. And once you're free, you are tuned into a part of yourself that is so whole. It's really quite beautiful. And that's what you experience when you meditate is you experience this other part of yourself that is, <coughs> sometimes I like to say it's nothing, but it's not nothing. It's, it's like a nothingness that is so full of, of um, beauty. Something of something. And, and that something is, is, uh, it's, it's very beautiful. That's all I can yeah. say. It's, it's, it's hard to describe. Well, they, what they say it is, is the energy of love. Mm -hmm. It's the energy of love. You experience the love that you are, the love that everybody else is. Um, and so that, so what happens is you, that stuff that you've been refusing to look at, or whatever, once you do, it kind of stops You've done it, and then it's replaced with this almost overwhelming feeling of the love energy. Mm -hmm. And that's what we sit in when we meditate. Um, we sit in that energy undisturbed by those thoughts. And so to me, that's the reason to do it. It's a, it's a very short-term pain for long-term gain. Yes. Yes. I want to second that. 
Yeah. Short-term pain for long-term gain for sure. And for those of us that have been practicing this for a while and, and even at first I remember feeling scared. I remember feeling like, Oh my gosh, do I really want to open this box? Do I really want to go there? I've been, I've been really keeping this in. This has been tight, tight, tight nipped in here. <laughs> and what's going to happen if I bring this out? And yeah. so that courage to do it, it's a short-term pain. There's a finite amount of that pain for the long-term peace. And yeah. sometimes that pain could have actually first time occurred 40 or 50 years ago. Oh, yeah. And then suddenly it just, hey, I'm here. <laughs> Remember yes. me? Exactly. Exactly. And, and those of you that are listening, just so you know, all of us. All of us have uh, wounds from our past. Every single person, no one escapes it in this life that affect us on an unconscious level. And the world, the universe, the world around you is, is just trying to show you the things in there that are inside calling for your love and healing and meditation. As you do this practice, you can transcend those things so they no longer affect you. And when you do that, like what Allison said, the most beautiful part is you become connected with the truth of who you are, not those false ideas that you're holding on to that you're so scared are true about you. That those are false ideas that you're unlovable or that because this happened, that you're not enough or whatever those stories are, which we all have across cultures, across societies. It's part of the human experience, but you transcend those, you move through and past and beyond those to truly connect to the truth about you. And that transforms individuals and transforms relationships like nothing else on the planet will. Wow, I think that's very beautifully said. And and I would say that meditation, it it's actually the gentle way to do it. Yeah. It's a very gentle way to do it. Mm-hmm. And um it's I I also just wanted to say too what I found interesting is when certain things came up for me, um it's not the stuff I thought it would be. it's so bizarre because it's not major traumas necessarily sometimes it was something really small that Mm -hmm. somebody said to me when I was like eight Mm -hmm. years old that I completely forgot it didn't even really it didn't register with me Mm -hmm. (laughs) excuse me and then all of a sudden it came up you know when I sat in silence and and then you just Mm -hmm. kind of looked at it and you're like wow that's nothing and you notice it you have the memory you face it and then it goes yeah well, we need to take a drink. I'm so sorry. Well, while Allison gets a drink of water. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's, a, that's quite all right. That's that's the human experience. So yeah. we need to take a quick break. And this is just a little short-term pain for long-term gain. <laughs> and so listen to these commercials, please. And do support us all on this station. We really appreciate it. And it keeps us all here being able to bring exciting and talented people to you like Allison and Dana. So we're going to take a break. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio right here on KKNW, 1150 AM. Do you need to boost your sales? Join our partnership program. Each quarter, we promote 10 partner businesses. What will you get? The company will produce one 30-second video for your business. Your website links on positivetalkradio.net and kmmedia.pro. One dedicated podcast or radio show per month. One video Instagram reel one YouTube short, 
one 60-second clip for social media taken from your interview, and at least one commercial airplay per show. All podcasts and video commercials are within the fabric of the show and will remain in the show forever. Visit kmmedia.pro to book a consultation today. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. For being our appreciated listener, you can use promo code PTR20 at checkout to receive 20% off your order. A naturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. We believe in the power of telling your stories. We want to help yours be seen and heard. At the Pacific Northwest Collaborative Magazine, our purpose is to connect you to your community. Let's begin by celebrating the accomplishments of local artists featured in this brand new digital magazine. Here, you can learn about opportunities to creatively come together and support our local community and neighbors through the gift of art and service. If your business or organization would like to take part in this magazine, message us on Instagram at pnw.collab. You can download our free digital magazine at KM Media Pro today. Thank you to our dedicated fans. We are updating our live on-air schedule to make it super easy for you to hang out with us five days a week, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We broadcast on YouTube, Facebook, and live on Fridays with Kixie 880 AM Seattle Live. You can find our library to binge all the podcast platforms. We can't wait to see you at 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, starting September 4th, Labor Day 2023. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you I've got a great show for going for you today. I've got two really talented people, and one of the reasons I brought Dana on is because she is very gifted at meditation and also hypnotherapy. And one of the things that I found was that I had something come up for me in a session that is 45 years old. And it was something that that really impacted my life. I had thought about it for years, and it just said, "Hi, I'm here to bother you again." So, mm-hmm. and we were able to work through it. And Allison, the, the meditation works very much the same way, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I think it does. I do think mm-hmm. um, hypnotherapy and meditation kind of does go hand in hand, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's a it's a little bit, I guess, of a different method or technique, but. I, I think people that meditate um, should probably investigate, you know, um, hypnotherapy as well. Yeah. It's all yeah. about healing. And- Absolutely. And there's so many pathways for that. And there's so many different, different unique pathways on purpose because we're all unique individuals and different things are really going to work and resonate with different people. And so, so absolutely there's, there's a space for everyone and everything because we're all so unique and we have such a unique blueprint and a unique healing path personally. Yeah. So Allison, if somebody out there and there is somebody in their car having a Big Mac or something like I haven't had McDonald's in a long time. Anyway, um, they're having lunch and they're saying to themselves, you know, I've, I've heard about this. I've never done it. 
and I've never really experienced it. But maybe it's a good idea that I invest in it. How do they get a hold of you so that you can kind of guide them through the beginning part so that uh, they can learn how to do it effectively for themselves? Well, um, I'm actually pretty easy to get a hold of up here in Canada. You just, um, I have a YouTube station, uh, Allison Liss. Uh, you can email me at allisonliss at gmail.com. Um, my website, which is Hamilton Meditation Group. Um, I have an Instagram, Allison Liss Meditation, where I talk a little bit about the uh, philosophies about meditation. And you can call me as well. Um, my phone number is on my website. So yeah, I'm very easily accessible and happy to help. Um, I also have a course, which you can purchase on my website. I sell it. It's a five audio files. And if you listen to those, um, I would say daily, I would, you would notice a difference within, I think three months. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're five minutes. Uh, mm -hmm. I've made it as simple as possible. And, and the stuff that I, and my course, by the way, is very tried and true. It took me a long time. Um, and many hundreds of people to figure out what is the simplest technique that can teach people to meditate and, um, and yet an efficient, um, how shall I say, uh, efficient way to reap the benefits sooner than later. And, and uh, yeah, because that was, I think I was saying like when I went to my 10 day silent retreat, I mean, that is a way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember thinking, oh, everybody should do this. Every human being has to have this experience. So they realize that we aren't who we think we are, that we are more energy and it's, we don't realize that. Um, and then I realized right away that I don't know anybody that's going to go on this 10 day silent retreat. Like it's really hard for most people that are running a household, for example, to get 10 days away. Cause it's not mm -hmm. like a 10 day vacation. It's like, you can't, you can't even take a phone call, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just thought, how is it possible that somebody could have the experience I did a very deep connection in meditation, like very, you know, to get to the benefits, let's say sooner than later, um, mm -hmm. without doing this. And so I think I discovered by trial trial, um, and working with many people and I, I've helped people that have meditated for 30 years and they never had this deep experience um, until they took my course. And so mm -hmm. that's the reason I'm here and promoting it as much as I can. I'm, I'm on a bit of a mission to just try to help as many people as possible um, have that experience of themselves and have it as quickly uh, mm -hmm. as possible. I and, love that. Yeah. I think I want to mention one of the other reasons to reach out to somebody like Allison, to really look into Allison's stuff, look into her meditation group and look into these things that she has to offer is that emotional regulation. I think emotional management and emotional regulation is something that we all deserve to learn. If you're somebody that struggles maybe with anxiety or depression and uh, you're trying to work on some of those things, which that can be a multifaceted uh, issue going on because there's physical, mental, emotional and spiritual things that can be going on. But meditation can be a huge answer, a piece of the pie 
to your answers to help you in emotional management, emotional regulation. And so if you struggle with anxiety or depression or any of those really emotional, maybe you bottle it up and you all of a sudden you burst out often. That's another thing uh, with emotional management and regulation. If, if you experience any of those, if you're listening and you're experiencing any of those, look up the Hamilton meditation group and look up Allison because these kinds of tools can really transform that for you. And that's transformational because the, our emotional management and our emotional regulation or a lack thereof is affecting the next generation. The next generation has more anxiety, more nerves, more issues uh, emotionally than I think ever before. And they're calling, they are, they're begging for tools. They're begging for, for support. They need that understanding, but we as adults have got to learn it first. We've got to learn and, and practice these things and then share it with the next generation of children and teens and young adults, teaching them how to manage so they don't get so over uh, emotionally overwhelmed that they don't want to be here anymore. This, this is a really important topic and a really important thing to be to be doing. And your investment in looking into somebody like Allison and looking into this Hamilton meditation group could benefit and have a ripple effect beyond you, beyond uh, into your family, into your grandchildren, your children and so on. Um, and that that's a huge impact that one one click into Allison's website could do for you. And I want to make it clear to everyone that if you are not really hadn't really looked into meditation or any of the other aspects of it I want to make clear when we talk about energy we are all energetic beings in a physical body mm -hmm. and our energy can vibrate at a number of levels it can vibrate at a very low level or it can vibrate at a high level and uh, the higher the level the more um, I think peace and love and caring that you'll share with yourself, your family and others around you. So it's a really, it's a bigger deal than just, I don't know, meditating. It's like, yeah, than just a few surface benefits. No, that we're talking major life transformation and the transformation of generations because of the tools that, that you could learn through looking into something like this. It's the beginning. It's the beginning. To me, meditation, five minutes a day, everyone has five minutes to invest in their best self, their best future, five minutes a day. And, and trust me, Allison has done a ton of work to find the most efficient ways that are helping people. Like, don't, don't, don't waste your time searching and researching all the things unless it's really fun for you and super enjoyable, but find an expert, reach out to Allison because that's amazing. The kind of research that she's done to find the most efficient ways to me, that sings to me. Cause I'm like, yes, efficiency, let's get this. Let's do this to the very best of my ability in the very best way I know how. And that's why I love working with us experts myself personally. And I choose to work with coaches and I always will because They've done the research, they've done the work, and it's like, okay, just teach me how to do this in a really great way for myself. I can get and, the most benefits. And I just want to mention this as well. And Allison, I think you'll back me up on this. And that is this. If you are at lunch and you're working and you're working nine to five and your morning has gone, oh, to put it politely, like crap. You got yelled at, you didn't get the assignment done or did, or somebody else, whatever the circumstance, then you're feeling at lunchtime, you're feeling down, you're feeling badly. It, taking five to 10 minutes and to do a meditation 
in your car, in the bathroom at work, um, going into the vacant office or whatever it is, it can help you have a better rest of the day, can't it, Allison? Uh, yes, it's. Um, I always say that it's. It's actually, although a lot of meditators uh, and myself included do have, um, you know, we sit in the morning and in the evening, uh, what you might call a regulated um, a practice. Um, I always feel that it's actually a technique for the daily life. It isn't. It isn't necessarily just so, so that you're sitting like Buddha in the morning and in the evening. It's it's mostly that you learn these techniques so that you can bring them into the daily life. Mm -hmm. um, that's when they are the most effective. And so there is, um, I forgot to mention, which I should mention that I also have a podcast, which is also Allison List Meditation. Um, and it's on Spotify and Google Podcasts and where all podcasts are. And I talk a lot about the, these techniques there as well, by the way, um, and where these are things that you can do. So for an example, something happens, it throws you off. You're furious for a minute with somebody or something upsets you, I call it. You have an upset, a disturbance. And um, there is a couple of techniques that you can do that you immediately do them and they fade away. It evaporates them. And so, within five or 10 minutes, sometimes you can't even remember what the thing was that got you upset. Um, that's how powerful this stuff is. And it's really quite simple. And, and that's the reason that I'm trying so hard to spread the word. And uh, yeah, I appreciate everything that you, you also said there, Dana, because so many people I feel are needlessly suffering from mm -hmm. depression and anxiety. Um, it's unbelievable, actually. And these numbers are increasing and increasing. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you think that if everything was working that the doctors were offering us and all of our education and everything we know, wouldn't you think that it should be less and less and less? So why is it that it's more and more and more? That's because mm -hmm. people are not doing the correct ways to actually um, affect the change. Yeah. What you have to do, and in, in, and in these techniques that I teach, it's not just a technique and then it goes away and then it, it, it's accumulative. If I could say it like that, it's accumulative until you can get to the point where you might say, Oh my. And I mean, I had this experience myself and mm -hmm. all the people that I've helped where you might have like years of feeling sort of what you could call depressed. Mm -hmm. And it's like that every day and you, and you're waiting for your circumstances to change so that you don't have to feel this way anymore until you realize that it isn't the circumstances you change yourself first and then the circumstances will actually change and and what happens is is you can do these techniques and they're very simple and you almost just have to know what they are and then remind yourself to do them and that's like sort of the hardest part because yeah. what we find too sometimes is when we um are in our suffering you you'll find that there's a weird thing that happens where you almost want to stay in the suffering Mm. So I always say, once you know the technique, you then have to remind yourself to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. And so there is a way out. Yeah. It's it's not that hard. Um, right. Well, and that even in, a, in and of itself is a fascinating topic and why you would want to reach out to an expert to get help in is if if you're if you have reasons why you stay in your suffering. You know, I've, I've had clients who I work with who when they come down to it, when it comes down to the really truth of truth, they earn love 
through the attention that they get through their suffering. And there is a better way. There's a better way to feel love, to be love, to have that emotion. You don't have to be in the suffering to do that. And, and it's really powerful when you can start getting to the roots of some of those unhealthy patterns that actually aren't working very well. Who wants to stay in their suffering over and over and over and over and over again to try to get love? And it doesn't always work. And so it's not, it's kind of a broken strategy if you really look at it. But if you can rewire it, tap into love, know that love actually comes from you. It's a feeling inside you. It has nothing to do with the things outside of you. Yeah, yeah, experiencing them can bring up bring upon a feeling that you feel inside of you, but that is conjured by you. That is created by you. And it is in you. And so that's that's what I'm saying is some of those patterns that people have when they get kind of stuck and and maybe even I, I would say even Joe Dispenza talks about this. Our bodies can get addicted to victimhood. Yeah can get addicted to those emotions. And we can, especially if you grow up in any type of really a lot of trauma, our bodies, that's what they feel safe in. They feel normal in, and it takes time and practice and in a meditation practice to rewire that, but it's absolutely possible. And there's a better way that takes way less energy than is way more fun and enjoyable and peaceful and full of love that can happen. And everyone deserves more of that in their life. And I think everyone at the end of the day wants more of that in their life. Well, sometimes professional victimhood can mm-hmm. have its advantages because you can always say, oh, look what's happened to me. And everybody can then say, oh, that poor thing looks what happened to her. And oh boy, right. that's just, but that's, a, that is a short, that's, isn't that kind of like a, an adrenaline rush? It's just a short term fix for a long term problem. It doesn't really work. Right. For some people, and I would, I would even dare say a lot of people who do that, they don't even feel worthy of love. So when it comes, it, it actually, they don't fully receive it or accept it. So it doesn't really do much for them. So they need more. They need more and more and more and more because they're not filled up themselves. Yeah. They don't feel worthy of that. I think for myself, I can say that it. I never complained, actually. I was a person that never complained, never said, oh, I'm having you know a hard time here um, mm-hmm. or anything like that. So if, for me, it wasn't about attention. I actually just mm-hmm. had a pattern, which I didn't realize I was in, mm-hmm. and it was a pattern of just negative thinking. Yeah. And, um, and then, and then I remember somebody saying to me one day, oh, well, you want to feel that way. And I got pissed because like, I thought, yeah. that's ridiculous. Obviously, <laughs> you know, I do not want to feel this way. Yes. I mean, it's, it's these other people that are just, you know, they're not respectful or they're not, you yeah. know, and, and so I remember the day I literally remember okay. where I was sitting and when all of a sudden, and this was in my, you know, when I began learning about meditation and just sitting in this stillness and not really thinking of anything just you know training my attention and all of a sudden i had an insight and i realized oh my god i was wrapping myself in negativity like it was a warm blanket like it was comforting me in this really bizarre way yeah and 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 i did not realize that and like i said if you had told me that it would have actually gotten me mad because i did not i did not see that Um, and it sounds so ridiculous. Who wants to wrap themselves in misery? Like who finds comfort in negativity? I mean, it sounds bizarre. And this is 
what I was doing and uh, without even noticing, it was very unconscious. Yes. And so when it came to the conscious level, that is when um, I was able to see it. The other thing I always say mm-hmm. is you cannot be what you can see. If you can see it, you can't be it. And so for a lot of this stuff, what it is, it's just about bringing awareness, noticing. And so from then on, once I noticed it the first time, that's how I literally got rid of it. I didn't even, I wouldn't even say I got rid of it. It got rid of me. It, mm-hmm. it, it quit me because mm-hmm. I just started noticing every time I noticed it, I went, Oh, there I go again. Yeah. I'm wrapping my, I'm, Oh my God, there I go again. I'm practicing. This oh. and yeah. I, just to, I just had to notice it. Yeah. And I never said I have to change this about my, I think that's another place where we go wrong is, I have to change this about myself. I have to fix Ugh. this. You know, I, I can't be like this anymore. I can't go on like this. Yes. This needs to stop. This needs to end. Yes. Those, those are the resistance that keeps it coming. Once you yeah. look at it, it's more like, oh, oh look at you that. Look how I love to enjoy this negativity. Isn't that interesting? I'm seeing it come up again. And you just <laughs> sort of start noticing it when it comes up. And, yep. and honestly, it, it just dissipates. It disappears. Yeah. And you and you'll yeah. go for weeks yeah. without feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you may not even notice that it has quit you. And then all of a yeah. sudden you look back and you go, Oh my God, it's been three weeks and I haven't been upset. I haven't yeah. had a negative thought. Wow. <laughs> you know, and you don't yeah. you didn't even have to try. Yeah, so, I call it loving curiosity. That loving oh, that. Loving curiosity. Oh, there it is. <laughs> For me, pride recently. Pride has been one of those things that's been showing up and, and it's kind of been shocking me, my own pride. And there are times where it comes up and I'm like, oh, there it is. Okay. Soften my body. Oh, I know that feeling and I know it's going to come next. So I just take a deep breath, calm my body. And sometimes it takes me a minute, a long minute to to really calm down. But it's that it really seeing those weaknesses and that loving space that is transformational. If you try to change it, you are absolutely right. I spent probably half my career trying to change those things, change it, change it, change it, get rid of it, resist it. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work. You guys don't waste your time. <laughs> because the truth is it's serving you in some way. Yeah. So for all of those things that you say, well, it's bothering me a lot. There is a, there's a part of it that is serving you. And Mm -hmm. so all you have to do is just look at it when it comes up. Just, I love how you said loving curiosity, look at it, be curious about it. Notice it. I always say, notice it, just notice it. That's all you have to do. Don't judge it. Don't call it Mm -hmm. anything. Don't say, I don't like this or whatever. Just notice Mm -hmm. it. Oh, there it is again. Look at that. Yeah. Humor about it. Yeah. Yeah. The laughter um, can be good. Yeah. Yeah. And And then you'll notice one day and one day soon. That's the other beauty of these things we're talking about. They don't take a year. They take, once you've begun the the journey, I say, like in a way it never ends because you just deepen and get better and better and better. So in that way it never ends. But the initial um, improvement, I'll say, you can notice it shockingly quickly, like Mm -hmm. shockingly quickly. Speaking of shockingly quickly, this show's about to end, sadly, shockingly yeah. quickly. It's, it's, it's been a great time. Go to um, your website real quick again, uh, Allison. Uh, HamiltonMeditationGroup.com mm-hmm. and my podcast, Allison List Meditation. 
and Dana Parker from Inner World Movement. Thank you so much for being here, both of you ladies. It was a great show. We really appreciated having you here. And by the way, at 3 o'clock today, Patty Handy is going to be on Kixie with me. She's a financial coach who works with women specifically to get their finances in order. And even if you don't have that, you know, that hairy guy that is in your house. <laughs> um, so take care, everybody. And we'll see you at three o'clock on Kixie. And by the way, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got.